Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 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 So, good morning, morning, good afternoon, good, good evening. evening. Wherever you are, wherever you are. We have a, we're in live. We're doing a live edition for this, this week. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's always live. It, it's just I like, suppose. it's live in another place. Well, it's a recording, but obviously, like, we usually just hang out in your place. Yes. And now we decided to try it in a, in a cafe. So we, yeah. if you guys hear some background noises, so apologies if, it, if it's like that, but yeah, the, we're just giving it the a go. The good side of it is that we have uh, good coffee continuously, non-stop. That's true. Um, so yeah, it's something <laughs> very good. So, Adrian, what are you feeling today in terms of what do you want to talk about? I mean, it's pretty early in the day, actually. Normally we record this um, sort of mid-days. Mm-hmm. in the afternoons so at least something must happen I actually wanted to ask you I was thinking about that when I was cycling here and I was thinking like were we more fun when we did this over dinner instead of coffee <laughs> no <laughs> dinner sorry wine actually over wine well that's yeah, how we started wine. and then we went more into like tea and coffee like yeah. having tea and coffee during the recordings it's just recordings. hard to do in the evenings yeah like it's, it's just busy um, but anyway, I interrupt you. Anyway, but isn't it interesting to see if, if that changes our discourse or how we communicate, what, what we talk about and stuff like that? I think it probably does. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about, I had, I had this weird dream mm-hmm. to th- this morning where I'm not going to really go too much into details of the, of the dream per se, but something happened and um, in the dream, somebody told me like, "Oh, this causes somebody to have a tachycardia, like a tachycardia, like a uh, you mean like attack. a heart attack." Yeah. yeah. And and the dream suddenly finishes, and I woke up, and my heart was going like to like a thousand per hour, um, yeah. and I was sort of like, "Do I need to be concerned right now?" <laughs> 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 so I was just in my bed. I was like, "Do I need to?" And then I had to like just sort of like calm myself and then it was fine. But you realized that you were still alive yeah, and yeah, nothing was happening. Me. I don't tend to remember my dreams very much. Um, but yeah, it hadn't happened to me too much that, mm-hmm. that it kind of like keeps going mm-hmm. physically. So that's, that's it's something kind of abnormal for you? Like for me, not yeah. to, like you, you don't remember your dreams, no, you don't no, recall? No, no. I used to, I used to have, well, obviously my experience was that I don't remember most of my dreams. Mm-hmm. So I always thought like, yeah, like some people remember dreams or have dreams and mm-hmm. other people don't. I think it has to do a lot with like your mood and like like things that are going on in your life. I think I didn't realize this until like late in my life. I mean, not <laughs> old, but I mean, a few years ago, I guess, <laughs> um, that dreaming and just sleeping has like a very like strong healing power in the sense that whatever you're going through, with your life, whatever frustrations you you dream about them. Yeah, because it's and like the connection with the subconscious yeah, and all yeah. that. Yeah, and I realized that at some points, like when I was having like a lot of frustrations in my life and I was not being very happy, like I would actually be like have sometimes like extremely uh, angry dreams towards someone, and like I would actually add physically on that person or something like that. Um, but I have to say that I got I I. Not always, but I can have pretty vivid dreams. Like, I remember uh, I've woken up crying a few times. Wow. Um, and I think the most... Uh, there's also, like, a few dreams that I will always remember, like, from when I was younger, like, when I was a child. I think that's normal. Like yeah, I have a few dreams that I do remember vividly yeah. of having. But they're, like, very rare, like, for me. Yeah. I used to think that, because I used to read a lot before sleeping. Yeah. Or, like, I, if I, I f- always felt that if I watched something on my phone or yeah. 
watch the movie or something like that and I fall, fell asleep with that or like a podcast if I yeah. do that then I didn't dream and it did see a pattern where like if I didn't do that if I just tried to go to sleep without anything mm-hmm. I would like dream more so really? I wonder if that's that's interesting I have I no idea if that's something that has to do with it or not I have no idea uh, I mean I, I guess it, it, it can like fuck up with your REM I guess yeah but I, but I think for me it's different like for me if I watch something that uh, like catches my attention or scares me or something like that, I do I, it will affect my dreams in the sense like I will dream with something oh. related no but I think for me the most like I might have enough of a vivid imagination that my brain is like you know what (laughs) for the night just turn it off (laughs) yeah I think for me the most uh, like yet the the weirdest and most striking dream I've ever had is was like probably like a year ago or something and you know I I love to watch documentaries and I watched this documentary called My Beautiful Broken Brain which is about this woman Your Beautiful Broken Dream my beautiful broken brain okay. brain like your brain um, and it was about this young woman like it was in her early 30s or something uh, who suffered a um, what is it called shit <laughs> this happens constantly to me whenever I try to reference something uh, uh, yeah like a brain uh, just like mental illness I no suppose. no it's like when you have you know like there is a war for a heart attack and there is a aneurysm. war for like some, no it's not an aneurysm an aneurysm has like a different biological cause mm. um, it's like a it's like a uh, in Spanish it's itzu um it's uh yeah like like some sort of like brain stroke like a brain stroke that, ah, that's okay. it that's it sorry for that um it's okay. They used to my yeah. it's, 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 it's also in Spanish is the same word for for brain stroke and heart attack. Mm. Like obviously with heart and brain, but like mm-hmm. it's the same. Um, anyway, um, so she had that like out of nowhere, out of nothing, uh, and she woke up in the middle of the night with like these horrible uh, like headaches and and she couldn't see properly and she just uh, was just like unable to talk she was alone and like i don't know really like horrible experience and the the whole documentary was about it starts with that it's about her whole recovery and how she recovers language which of course for me is very interesting uh but anyway that 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 had a, a big impact on me and i remember not too long after that that i woke up in the middle of the night with like a massive or like uh, the idea I don't know if it was real but the idea that I had a massive headache and <laughs> and there we go Here and we go. it was just like you know me. it was like my my head was pumping and and everything was so confusing and obviously I was super scared so the first thing that I did was turn on the lights which obviously was a horrible idea because I couldn't see because <laughs> I didn't turn on the lights in the middle it's like oh no no and just like so I was like oh no my god melting. I can't see like and I was so scared and it was so real and it felt so horrible that I, I actually wrote a note in my phone I think I'm having a brain stroke Oh my god! <laughs> no, Holy crap! I kid you not. I did that, and yeah, like I, you know, like after that, I kind of like you know, like let it have, let it go, and 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 then I fell asleep again, and then the next morning I was fine. 
but I will <laughs> never. I can just imagine you getting out of the room and then like your roommate or something just looks at you and you've got like a white, white as a sheet. You're sort of like, you have no idea what happened to me. I just, yeah, I just wanted people to know. That <laughs> <laughs> you just went to bed last night. What the fuck happened to you? I, just, I, you I, know, I died because experience. I had a brain stroke, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously that they the day after I was just fine uh, but I, I I will never forget the feeling of it because I think I must have been dreaming that I was experiencing that so oh, when I, I woke up I was still feeling it and it was so real well, that I think, I think I they've always it. done like a lot of or they're trying to comprehend kind of like why we don't really know why we need to sleep and stuff like that so there's always I been I think we do there's always been theories and stuff but there's no like concrete concrete understanding okay. of, of why exactly we do it well, or why do we dream and stuff like that it's always been a bit of a mystery yeah I remember talking to a friend about this and uh, she's like she's like the typical I mean yeah, my friend she, she likes to go out she like whatever um, but I re- even remember talking about this with her. Like she would be like, "Yeah, when I was a, when I was like a teenager or like you know in university, like I just would not sleep. Like I rather uh, go and party or like you know whatever. Like I just found sleeping so stupid. And then you know she, like she was talking in retrospective about she, how she felt back then. And she was like, "Yeah, but then I realized like in the last few years, I, like if you spend a third of your life sleeping." It has to have a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't get how people can do that. I normally... I can sleep sort of a small amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. I can function quite well with, like, six hours and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah. I need to have the six hours. Yeah. Like, I cannot do the... There's people that, that do, like, four hours and they just yeah. do it for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, forever, it's, yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's like, yeah. it's crazy. I think I think six seven hours seven is ideal for me. I don't need to sleep eight hours. Everybody but seven, has like their own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it definitely we do know that uh, it, it's necessary for your for your like nervous system to recover, for yourselves to recover, for like uh, there is. I think it's not really sure what is the difference between like your body like the rest that your body needs and the rest that your brain needs mm. but it's definitely like it's funny because it's like one that. of the simplest things that you can do to be, be healthier yeah but it's also one of the most complex things to maintain like a discipline in terms of like okay i need to go to bed and sleep at this yeah. hour because yeah. it's and, and it fucks up because i remember um i i started trying to do that and then i would have to i went out dancing salsa or or i was with some friends or whatever and then that fucked up my sleep schedule mm. and then I was back into like being ir- irregular yeah not too much but like I- enough where before I was trying to get to bed at like 10.30 mm-hmm. something like that and then it's like boom 12.30 12 th- 12 yeah yeah, like, I, oh, yeah I totally crap. understand and that and it changes I, completely yeah I, I for instance I, I like to go to bed as early as possible because I'm an early bird as well and um, in the last few months, I've been teaching mostly in the evening, so like I'm not home until 11 oh, probably. Right. Yeah. And you also have a little bit more of energy because you've been working until late and all that. And it does like, I mean, it's it's, it's fine in a way, but it's just like it, it, it you do feel how it affects you because I think mm-hmm. the funny thing about sleeping, and again, everyone's different, but I think this is kind of like common across people, um, is that it doesn't only matter how much you sleep, but when. Yeah, you know what's interesting about this? Because I'm, 
I'm working partly with the cocktail industry, right? Yeah. So one thing that uh, I've known for, for a while now is that both, I think, the culinary as well, but, but the bartending scene specifically has an underlining problem that really, you can really see it and notice it when you start working with, with people in the bartending uh, mm -hmm. circles, where they have their sleeping schedules completely fucked. Mm. Because what happens is that they go to work quite late in the day and then they go to sleep later in, in the evening, obviously, right? But that's not their problem, actually. The problem is that because when they finish their shifts around 1, mm -hmm. 12, you know, whatever people go, the problem is that they still have the adrenaline that happens in yeah. service, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's in, in quite busy cocktails, um, you will get like a high pick. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's the same as cooking. Um, and then yeah, what happens is, like, is you know, they, so they are really like still on edge and then they'll go out. They'll mm. still like go out and hang out. So in the end, they normally like go to sleep at around six. Yeah. Then they wake up. There's, it's fucked up because obviously they're they're doing they're sleeping during the day. Mm -hmm. And so it ends up being that this cycle over, yeah, it over time it makes them go a little bit wild. That's mm -hmm. what happens a little bit, and you really can notice it because then they're never their attention span is very yeah. small, and concentration is very hard. It's funny that that you bring this up because uh, well, there's two things that I want to mention first. I, I've worked in, in hospitality before, not for like very long periods of time, but when I have, of course you have to do uh, evening shifts and even like, I usually worked in restaurants, so I didn't have to stay until very, very late, but like sometimes maybe 10, sometimes maybe 11. And I remember, especially at the beginning, I would have to like, I would be so like high, so to speak, that I would have to go for a run. Like there would be no other way I could go to sleep if I didn't like burn that like adrenaline. Yeah, in, in uni, like I actually was going running at like 11.30 in the night, like 11 or something like that. Because it was that we... Also in Spain you can do that, right? <laughs> no, yeah, that's true. But it, but it was weird. <laughs> a couple of times they, they call me a bit of a, of a weird one because um, I would be get from... <coughs> get from studying so that was like early in the morning like around eight eight wake up then go to school then do the shift until around six eat and then i would maybe do like a very small shift somewhere yeah and then it was just that like i need to do some exercise and then that had to be done in late at night yeah and then you know it was weird because I was running and then people were still partying like at yeah. Thursday <laughs> night. Like, I'm, I'm I'm running and in yeah. San Sebastian in North Spain. Um, By the way, uh, th Thursday night in I mean I think everywhere, but especially in Spain, Thursday night is really the night to go out yeah, here in university. The, for some weird reason, I never yeah. understood that. Why the hell is it? I think it's the most fun day to go out. The Thursday. Yeah, because there is no one but you. Know, I mean, but no, back, in, back in the day, like it's no, but but Thursdays is, there's always special things for young people, and it's in Spain we call it cuernes, which is basically like a mix between the word Thursday and Friday. You know why? You know why? why? It's because you probably you you bastards that had public uh, the public university and stuff like that, the Fridays were, were like uh, you did not. Attendance was not compliant. Like it didn't oh. matter your your grade, mm, so yeah. people didn't really care much about the classes on Friday. But in my university, they were compliant. Like they would well, take marks out of the things for the things. The thing for us is that uh, usually you wouldn't have like you would have classes four days a week, and it was very common that on Friday there was no classes. Yeah. For me, like for me, like I was in a weird. Um, 
uh, case because the first year I didn't have class on Monday, which was great actually. Because mm. Sunday, have, you know, went better. into being like actually the nicest day of the day of the week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, usually like that is what happens that either you have class much later on Friday mm. or you don't have class at all. <sighs> See, we we would still go out. Yeah. But still have to go to class at like eight, eight in the morning. Mm -hmm. and so Friday became <laughs> Friday became like the hangover day. And so everybody is just like there, but just like with the brink of sleep and just like it's people will still be like drunk yeah. and like stuff but like that. It was really funny. Going back to uh, what you were saying about people that work at night and all that, I in the last job that I had in hospitality where, you know, it was like a place that would be opened at night until one or two. Uh, I remember having these conversations because you notice how people change as well, like, and, you know, the vibe in the evening and the vibe in the day and all that. And I remember to, I remember talking to some of my colleagues that were, that usually work in the evenings that have uh, worked in, like, night shifts for most of their lives. We have a very beautiful dog next to us, so we're kind of like distracted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a husky, so. Uh -huh. um, yeah, but um, yeah, so that and they would they would have amazing stories, like crazy stories about how people behave at night, and especially mm. like in certain times in the month. Like, and this is gonna sound ridiculous, but like full moon, apparently people go crazy. Have you also heard that what? that in full moon, yeah. when there is full moon, people go crazy? Because I've seen that. And I've also, like, talked to people that actually work in the I mean, the they find it a bit crazy, but, like, yeah, like... Well, they just, like, act, like, crazy. Like, they act, like... I remember having people that, like, were kind of, like... What do you mean crazy? You mean, like, a bit more wild? Like a Yeah, definitely people that go out a bit more wild, and there's, like, a lot of fights and stuff oh, like okay. that. That's what you mean. That's um, why I wanted you to explain exactly yeah. crazy, because it's... It's a bit of a general term. I guess, yeah. yeah. But, but I've always like I've always liked full moons. It's nice. I look at it and it's just like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I think it's funny because even if it does not have any power over us, we think it does. Exactly, yeah, we think it does, so it does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I guess that's the whole astronomy thing, whether you believe it or not. It's just like, yeah, well, I mean, if you, you're going to believe that, yes, Saturn is in this thing, so it's like, yes, affecting me. It's yeah. like, well, I like, I like how... Um, you know, you don't you don't need to believe in like, uh, you know, like astrology or stuff like that. I've never I've never really found that uh, believable. But it, I think I think it's interesting how the world around us can influence us that so much. Well, I mean, if if you want to make an argument to it, uh, for example, I've got a really I've got a really really good friend, uh, Sophie, and she. She truly gets into it. Like, like she's she really, really believes it, and sort of like really works in, in sort of like not the too much hogwash. Mm -hmm. of like, ooh, it's not that sort of like crazy. But she does really get into it. And um, if you want to make at least one argument of consideration about, oh, mm -hmm. is this real or not? It's like, well, you know, like the moon affects clearly, like sort of uh, the water. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, this, is it also too much related to like, moon, like you know the like the female cycles? Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and stuff like that. So there's enough connection where you should be like, okay, well, you know, maybe it could be something. I actually had a like this conversation with my sister 
a long time ago. Uh, my sister is a scientist. She, she's a biologist. So whenever I were, we're talking about this kind of things, <laughs> oh I were kind of I can like. Imagine the dinner table is just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Am I right or not? <laughs> no. No. Well, the thing is, you, you say no, and your face is different. You. The thing is that we were talking, we were talking about this because obviously, you know, we never believed in like astrology or things like that. Um, but we, but but she mentioned something because she was reading a book. I don't remember the name, but she was reading a book that talked about all these kind of things and these popular beliefs and so on mm-hmm. and so on. Um, and yeah, she she said something about how you know, like if the moon has like truly has effects on us like it affects the waters it affects you know like all the things uh why would not the stars do like it's also like another you know body in the universe yeah uh that could definitely have some sort of some sort of effect and then that's what it all holds into when it comes to astrology and all that it's just that well yeah but then I, i i brought this up with all the people Uh, that were more like in physics or like mathematics and whatever and they were like no but like you know the moon is way more like way closer to the earth and uh, like the the probability is that like it can affect because you know like basically when you have uh, when you have these relationships these like relations in the space it 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 matters a lot the distance because of the mass and because of the energy that that can yeah, cause yeah like, you basically looking in terms of Even if it's just one thing, it would be the gravity pull, right? That yeah, would be the, exactly. the main focus. And then, then it's like, yeah, I mean, how much uh, effect does the movement of Saturn coming around the Earth and getting closer? It's like, well, obviously some, but yeah. to really affect you yeah. drastically is like, meh. That's, that's where it yeah. doesn't go. Moon is a bit different because it is close. So. Yeah. But I mean, I think... The main point is that it's also... What is the main point? Oh, no. I mean, like, something that comes out of this is that it's the, the story that you want to believe and the, the, the influence of what your beliefs, you know, you, you, your beliefs are going to influence things that happen around you because you're going to interpret them mm-hmm. uh, one way or another. Right? This happens with religion all the time, right? Yeah. People... Like in religion, you're supposed to, like, for instance, in Christianity, you're supposed to have faith to be considered under like the realm of God, whatever. Um, but it is the fact that you have faith that that you see things happening well, because you you, you want to see but things you give happening power around to, you. To to what you believe in, right? It will affect yeah. you because you consider. It's the same thing with with relations and stuff like that. It's like if you have a. I always remember this conversation I had with um with a friend of mine, and uh, she had a kid, and she one time like said to me that she was a bit unhappy with uh, her mother-in-law because she was she was like butting into the the relationship between her and and her daughter mm-hmm. and uh, making the suggestions and sort of like the way she explained it was that. It wasn't a very positive or constructive yeah. way that she was doing it, right? And um, so I was listening to her and I said to her, like, well, but, like, I understand that she's she's important to your life because of your husband, but if if you're not happy with it, mm-hmm. you're also giving her... The power. You're worrying about yeah. it because you're giving her the power because yeah. you could just 
say like no and, mm -hmm. and you know and it doesn't really affect your relationship with your daughter because you will still always be her mother mm -hmm. and um, ultimately it's like if you have somebody uh, that annoys you you're also making that person annoy you because the, the right answer would be to just just drop that like not give any value to it yeah. as much as you can obviously things things happen but like when it comes to giving power to people is that you need to be very very careful who earns that power mm -hmm. for you to consider like okay if you for example if you tell me something I'm gonna consider it I'm gonna like really like reflect upon it mm -hmm. but because I'm also letting you do that mm -hmm, yeah because you could tell me stuff and I could just you yeah. know one one ear and one ear out yeah yeah. And that happens a lot where people don't really know how to, well, you don't get taught how to do this or anything like that. Yeah, it's also it's something yeah, you kind of learn over the years, I think. Yeah, or you never learn at all. <laughs> I think uh, it's it's something that most people want to work on, not being, not letting themselves being affected by the judgments of others or the opinions of others or. Um, because someone is a very negative thing, but it's just because they're, yeah, they're just giving the power to the people who, the wrong people. So yeah. be very careful who you consider your, your friends and kind of like have a filter. I've been discussing this quite quite in large with a few people because they were like telling me about, oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. And then I thought it was a friend, but it wasn't a friend. And it was just like, mm -hmm. yeah, you need to do the filtering process. It's like, yeah, well, as uh, Tywin Lannister would say, the lion does not concern itself with the opinion of the sheep. <laughs> yeah, very good, very good segment into, into Game of Thrones. <laughs> we were thinking about talking a little bit about stories, uh, just because obviously that ended. And I think both you and me in our respective circles of friends yeah. we've kind of like chatting about it because we watched it and obviously well, the whole thing that I've not is. been just chatting about it I my, my last three days have, have been, been about have you been doing a podcast without me about Game no Thrones? but I teach and, and I and luckily I have uh, some students that are as, as nerdy as I am and they're like oh my god what do you think and then like I basically translate everything to Spanish <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think, you I think, know, yeah. um, talking about stories, as, as, as you brought up, um, Game of Thrones is, a, is a interesting, like, I think some of the things that people have been so upset about, uh, including me, <laughs> uh, about the whole season. Uh, sorry, there's going to be spoilers about the whole eighth season. Um, is how the story has been told. Because yeah. if I think overall, like I'm not necessarily disappointed with the with the ending itself or like with the with the like main things that have happened, but I'm very very no, disappointed. Really on, too disappointed about that. But I'm very disappointed on the narrative um, that it's been used to get to those facts. For instance, um, you know, in 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 the what was it episode five when. You know, when Daenerys burns down the city, basically, to the ground. Um, people keep saying, like, they keep saying that, that she, like, snapped at this moment where the bell, where, when the bells rang. Mm. And she's not, she just went crazy. She just went, like, the man, Mad Queen. Like, no, that's not what happened. Like, I don't, that's not what I see that happened. Like, she wasn't going crazy. Like, if you see, if you see her expression, she was 
furious, and she was also like realizing what she was about to do that she had decided er earlier on. The problem with with the with the the the, the thing of what most people are. Everybody says that um, everything is perfect except for the writing, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is because the way they had set the the whole storytelling of of that universe was one. One is not is not character driven; it's situation driven. So True. everything was just that it was a chessboard of pawns, but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't focused on one character. It was the whole multi multi character, multi storyline. Well, I think how things affected things. Yeah. And it was a slow burn. That was the thing. If you think about it, like the first four seasons, four or five seasons, things were happening very, very slow. But the reason why people started loving it, it was because that slow burn brought something that not many show a very, very small amount of shows do, which is the the full-fledged story being built up and the, the slow pace allows for, for depth. And yeah. then suddenly in these two seasons, they completely disregard how they had built up all the seasons before. They probably just got given by uh, the writer, like these are the bullet points of what is going to happen. And then they had to just... Make it happen. Make it happen. So, so it was just that the part of the problem was that they shortened it yeah. Uh, and that was the decision by the writers because they thought that they could do it. They obviously could not. And um, you had established this multi-layered, slow-burning that goes into shocking moments what? that changes completely everything. Yeah. And then you you stop doing that for for the season. I think I think um, you're right in the in the sense that you know everything was slow at the beginning, and which which is comprehensible. Taken, you know, taken into the consideration that it was based on huge books. So obviously, you know, the narrative that, like, the the time and pace and all the things that you can do in a book, you cannot do in a series, right? And um, and I think the, as you were saying, the story was built based on the connection of multiple stories. And I think something that the writer of the books, George Martin, plays with is that um, everyone has their own perspective. And even mm. sometimes when they they tell a story, like you will you will find more aspects of the story as you read the books, because everyone sees it in a different in a different yeah, way, yeah, and yeah. everyone lived it in a different way. So it's no one way, one right way to to uh, to remember what happened. Mm. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing that you were also bringing up, which is like the the character development, I think I don't think they've gone too far too far from what some of the characters should be doing but I think <laughs> the thing is that where, where they have portrayed very well I think is yeah you said about the books being like very long and the build up but that was the thing is that the sh that was the first show that started doing that yeah and so that's why people like really enjoyed it um, and here you you have the last three episodes they've done a main villain for each episode yeah suddenly with no build up I mean every single point that happens in the ending yeah. like I can see it happen like it's just like okay I get it but there's no previous build up previous little sort of like oh yeah like this could happen this yeah, could there's happen there's nothing there's um, nothing that, that tells you that it could be a possibility yeah or like the, the whole point was yeah. that all the seasons were like like 
all these tiny possibilities everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah, everybody has an agenda, and it will build into something, but you don't know what it's gonna be. Yeah, there's always problems with like finalizing the story, but the fact that they just suddenly like rushed everything, it means yeah. that. It felt empty. It just felt very empty. It, it felt like I think something that was uh, great at the beginning that was common in the series and in the books was that there was there was a lot of things that were unexpected and a lot of like huge things that left everyone with their with their mouths open. Mm. Um, but also a, a lot of things where you know like they give you they give you clues, right? They give you clues so that you you can sort of foresee what something is going to happen but then what i feel is that what happened in like in, in most of the facts in the end was i mean yeah Daenerys being killed by Jon Snow okay yeah that was uh, to be expected um but that's considering like, not like the last season, like, but that could have been one of the possibilities you never yeah. knew that it could be that it, it was like oh, it probably is this but there was um, always enough things on the sideline where it's like it could be Arya, it could be like somebody, another character doing this. Um, you never had the security because you had so many literal different things that could, could happen. Well, I think... Um, but by the end, yeah, you can just sort of foresee it. But it wasn't satisfactory I mean, I think anyone. that also like Jon Snow is... Or ideally... And this is also something very disappointing that they haven't really touched that is, you know, a song of ice and fire that is... It's a prophecy, right? And it's a, it's a, the the prince that will, you know, like mm-hmm. change the world and like blah blah blah, like uh, you know, free everyone from tyrants. Like, is that is you know, was that Daenerys or was that that Jon Jon Snow? And I think you have to like kind of assume that that was Jon Snow, but like no one really men- mentioned anything about that, even though Miss uh, Melisandre was like fucking talking about that for like so many seasons, and then you know, like you just kind of like see. Uh, uh, Daenerys going crazy as everyone is saying that is not but anyway um, and Jon Snow like pretty much not doing anything and it's like oh I just have to do this but like there is no there's no cohesion exactly there's no cohesion and also like something that I just find absolutely ridic- ridiculous is when all of like the main lords of Westeros the, the remaining ones uh, like you know gather oh, and together so and they decide to change the world and I'm like if, they, if this had been so easy, like, why have you been fighting war for, like, all these seasons and <laughs> all these years, Well, that's you know? the thing is that they, they went from showing you or, or referencing stuff to just explain to you what has happened. It's like, suddenly it's like, oh, three weeks have happened. Let me tell you what has happened in these three weeks. It's just like, yeah. no, you would have spent, like, like four episodes. Yeah. To do this. Yeah. And so there's, like, first of all, like, you know, Jon Snow kills an area, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's no way that Grey Worm... And his people would just like imprison. It's just potholes. Jon Snow. But then like that's not what they do. They kill he, people. Here's the thing: a story can always have uh, pothole plot holes and can have things <laughs> can have things that they're sort of like uh, I don't know if this makes sense or not. Yeah. There's like missing information, like a bubble of missing information. But once you have too many, that also because you, you will always are comparing because it's a single story that just yeah. happens, right? So you always like have in your mind what's happened before because. Because that's the whole point of stories, is that mm-hmm. you, you, you're building on an initial point to an ending. Um, so there was just suddenly too many plot holes in yeah. a very short amount of time. And then also filler. There was filler 
in six episodes. I was crazy. It was just like, how do we have time for filler when like so much things seem to happen and to establish? It's like yeah, it's and stupid jokes when there were, should not be any jokes and. Um, so if if people if anybody was sort of like oh I just enjoyed this like yeah I mean it's still an enjoyable TV show but it's just that it's you know in in a very don't take it as, as the actual word but like a, a sm- tiny betrayal in the possibility of yeah. how good it could have been and that's yeah. what people are very taken about because like for six seasons it was one of the best stories ever told mm-hmm. in television. Okay. Um, very unheard of uh, bringing sort of fantasy in it they could have done so much more with the fantasy elements even if just tiny elements yeah I mean that's also the thing like in the in the last few episodes after they kill the White Walkers the fantasy is gone like the only thing remaining from fantasy is the dragons and they haven't even explained uh, like the whole thing with the White Walkers like what's up what's up with the White Walkers like what why I don't, I don't mind exactly that they were always supposed to be this this they, they kind of did establish a little bit on, on, on yeah, that sort like of story but, but then it's just the problem was it just happened like this yeah exactly you've been talking about you know, like how, how coming. yeah uh, you know it, it just and it's also like I, I think something <laughs> that kind of they, they wink at, at the in the last episode but they don't talk shit about it is that they obviously relate when so something that has some something that has not been explained is why winters are so long and, and like why seasons work like this right i think george martin mentioned at some point that he was gonna like that there was gonna be an explanation that uh, in the books but like i can see it happening in the books obviously but um, i mean that is something that i would appreciate to know because also there is this whole um, there's this whole link be- between Winter and the White Walkers, right? So yeah. it's like it's gonna point. be the long. S- yeah, it's like we're, we're having the longest season, like the longest summer ever, and this is gonna be followed by like you know this terrible winter and it's, it's death and it's all these kind of things, like you know the the, the longest night and all these kind of things. Yeah. So, so it's definitely related to that. But then in the last season, in the last episode, you see uh, when Jon Snow is you know dispatch to the north and they go uh, he goes with the wild ends you see like some green coming out of the yeah, snow yeah, yeah. so no, it's does, that, related, but does, it's does that mean that like winter is ending or yeah, what, I, think like it, I think if, if you want to really get into the sort of lore wise then it's uh, yeah the the white walkers sort of I, I think there's always sort of like winters happen like normal winters Mm-hmm. Like, like a bit of a seasonality, but then when when they come, it's just they they it's like a nice ice age pretty much, and so think of it in terms of then the north side, it's never regulated. It's on the or, or past the the wall because the wall is supposed to be magical first as well. Um, past magical. the wall, yeah. So yeah, the, the wall is magic is magical. That's what why it took that it's it's partially a nice wall but it's, it has magic in it like there's a spell or something like that it's no works. I don't that's why that. it takes a fucking dragon to, to burn it down it's not just because it's a massive ice wall it's just it's I think it's just a massive it's construction a no because then all the point about Bran uh, having having to do with Bran so the whole storyline of Bran is just worthless because the Night King just vanishes in one episode okay anyway let's get back away a little bit from that but, but in terms of stories like the stories are very very powerful like mm-hmm. for us it's very 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 powerful as humans like we really give a lot a lot of meaning that's kind of how we've always 
I guess in ancient times also deliver wisdom to younger generations, things like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> it's the end of a generation, the yeah, end of a generation. cultural phenomenon. I, I met my group of friends watching Game of Thrones because wow. it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for us, like, we, <laughs> no, because it was part of this, uh, this is the reason why it's like those bars watching Game of Thrones together, mm -hmm. famously. There's a uh, friends constantly reuniting on, on a Sunday or on a Monday, depending uh, where you're in the world, um, to watch it. And we did that. And so, yeah. like, my best friends now, they're all because we, we started gathering towards Game of Thrones and then after this show, yeah. uh, this season ended on, on um, two years ago and we just kept, like, hanging out and then we yeah. became really close friends. Yeah, I also used, uh, was watching, like, the summer before I came to the Netherlands for the first time, was watching like binge watching the first two episodes of uh, the first two seasons of uh, of Game of Thrones with my friends so it's also like the last thing we bonded over <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah how did you guys thought of the story I mean I think it's gonna gonna be talked to death uh, I think it's gonna be interesting when eventually uh, George Martin uh, releases the next book well I'm really Whenever worried that about that because uh, but I'm curious to see if, if in a way, I think it's a masterful move from yeah. George because it's just that part, part of the, the readers will always be the readers. Like they're yeah. always they're too invested. But then people on the show will definitely now go to the books because there's been a lot of things going on in the internet about like okay. I don't think people will go necessarily to the books. Like uh, I don't think everyone. I've really like seen people say like okay, I'm going to the rooms and reading it because mm -hmm. I was so dissatisfied by how things are going. Yeah. And I want to get into it. Um, but I think he's, he, he'll always just do fine. Yeah, I just hope that he uh, published them at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the next book definitely will be published. I think it's just the additions and making sure writing at that um, level of detail, it takes way more than people think. Like, it takes so much Oh, yeah, much for time. sure. I and think people... And some people, I mean, obviously he has so many fans and there is like a lot of nice people in the world, but he also says that, you know, he has all these other things going on. He has, he has a life, he uh, goes to like events and like the Comic Con and whatever. And like people, we actually like snap to him and say like, why are you not home writing? I think, I think that's so bullshit to, to say that to him. I think it's just, man, Comic Con is just one one day and he's not like he's organizing well, it, right? He's just even, even if it's not like it's not a, none of your business, right? Like it's, yeah, it's you not know, your you business, can't put that pressure on a person. On top of that it's just that um, man, it's three hundred and sixty five days. If he chooses to do sixty days where he's not doing the book, there's no way you should be telling that to him. Yeah, but it's also like such a like massive thing to do. Like I really But that's I'm, what you I'm, mean, it's like it takes if you want that satisfying ending yeah. It's going to take a long time because all those threads don't happen magically. Like, he has to come yeah. up with the reasons. And the thing for him is so... It's so impressive because he writes... For those who have not read the books, he writes from points of view, right? Yeah. Um, well, so he has to into take into account a lot in terms of... Through that point of view, give those little... Um, amiguitas? <laughs> like... Uh, like those Pumbles, little hints like little, yeah. <laughs> from other events and stuff like that that then could turn into plot lines and then go, goes into twists and stuff like that yeah. that people could go back <laughs> there's another author that I, I absolutely love it's one of my favorite books which is uh, Patrick Rothfuss oh I love Patrick Rothfuss oh you've read the books 
I actually have not. I've, I've read one of them. I have not read. Okay. Uh, uh, Where's Man's Fear? I just, I, I you, just, I, I you started loving him. Actually, do the audiobooks. So I remember that yeah. I, I read the books. Oh yeah, he's such an amazing. I read voice. the books and then I actually like immediately went back and and uh, heard the audiobooks. Mm. Uh, and then there's two people who do do them. Um, there's an American guy and there's a British guy. The British guy, I in my belief, is way better because he goes through all the accents that that can be mm. done from England and it's massive yeah. but it's, it's the, these kind of same books where it's just that he's giving these little hints and like there's like pages and pages and pages of people like theorizing about what mm. this means and linking stuff and whatever and that takes a hell of and I think he's already he already has written the third the final book it's just that he needs to ensure that in that third book everything if but he wants connected. to do it properly yeah. he's co- so I think it is taking him like 8 years or 9 yeah. years something like that I mean and you know what's the worst he's making he's joining people to give the rights and doing the uh, TV shows and movies and stuff like that yeah so it's kind of like oh no no and I thought that with Game of Thrones it was like well if Game of Thrones did it then he can probably do it and now it's just like oh no <laughs> it's like not these books as well yeah I don't know. I think it's it's just very impressive, and I I like to remember all those things to have all those characters. Because like, how many characters are there? In, like, there's hundreds and hundreds of characters. Hundreds. And it's funny because uh, yeah, I, I I love watching interviews with with Martin and yeah, he's great in interviews. Um, yeah, he's a like a very interesting guy, and <clears throat> there is some there is a some points where he says like yeah you know like I I sometimes have had the case where um, where someone is telling me like hey George like my fan club so it's like hey George you know that you killed this person in the first book right <laughs> so it's kind of like you know he almost has to remember it's, well, it's been like from the 70s that he started write, writing the books yeah so no wonder I always, I always imagine that they always have this massive board of all the plot lines, you know, that sort of like secret service like yeah. l- links and stuff like that. But how I think, I think that half of them just don't, it's kind of like all in their head. And yeah, it's no, just I think they, they have them. notes. I think. You need, like, you need to have this system there. to ensure that you can carry everything together. Yeah. Yeah. But what I, what I also like about, uh, about Martin's books is... Not not only that I mean, there is you know the story and all these things, but like the how varied the char- the characters are, and he always has this uh, these questions in interviews because he you oh, know the he interviews writes are such a bullshit most of the time. Aren't they? It's like so so what do you think? How come you're writing about the woman? It's like oh shouldn't like only woman? it was no, just like not, there was one there was yes, one that tried yes, to keep him in and there was like as far as I remember women are just people too exactly and that's what like, I always yeah that's what I always say but yeah like he they, they, he kind of gets asked this all the time like um, so yeah so how how are you so like how can you write women so well and like so varied and like all these kind of <laughs> things it's like well you know like uh, last time I checked women are people as well right I, like, I, I love that because it's just just like it ends all bullshit yeah and and that is also like one of the reasons why I always say that I find Game of Thrones one of the most feminist books I've read um, because it 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 shows <laughs> he's making me <laughs> I just did an eye it's just like here we go <laughs> <laughs> well it shows not, not only are there so many women as characters and that as leading char- characters but also uh, that's what you see you see 
all kinds of women and you see that yeah. women can be ambitious and powerful and dangerous and interesting and feminine and powerful again and you know like all and fucked up as well yeah. and, and they can be yeah, my all that I, and, w- I was hoping for it to, and like, all, do they can do again. they can be all that despise being you know regardless of their womanhood you know it doesn't matter like they can be all of that as much as much as men yeah um But yeah, it sounds it sounds like it sounds like common sense, but well, that's not yeah, what we see, right? That's not what we see in in usual society now. Um, so yeah, I think that's a it's a very fun part of this wonderful man. I think I think yeah, the whole point is just that at the end of the day, you know, it's just you're gonna continue with your life, and then this blah 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 blah. So it doesn't necessarily matter but mm-hmm. stories have always been something very important to it's kind of w- how we relate and kind of how we we can expand our minds very easily because mm-hmm. like in the end the bible is a story this is a story blah blah blah, blah. like every, we, we're surrounded by stories constantly like if you're thinking about marketing it's always story driven now mm-hmm. so so, so you can actually like connect with people it's like yeah. okay, where's the story where's the wise yeah. so yeah it's very, very important and So yeah, I think we're gonna end it here, just because. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we're gonna keep telling stories yeah, until like, the end of the world. It's enough Game of Thrones for everybody, I think. Because yeah. if you already like listen to other podcasts to do this, we should not be a number one. I heard that there's gonna be, or there is a podcast where they are reading uh, like the books out loud oh, and commenting possibly. the uh, the, the difference between the the books and the series. Ooh, that's interesting. I need to check that out. I should, yeah. But anyway, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, guys, thank you for another week with us. And have a good one. Yeah. Bye-bye.